uh, Lonnie and I were invited to uh, an event that was something I normally don't do. Um, it was an event held at um, a friend's house, or you know, their house in a big barn, and um, it was a singing group called um, uh, David Wax Museum, and. Um, so we were there mingling, and there was food and uh, drink and ice cream, and ice you know, cream. doesn't get any better than that. Fun stuff. But um, there were very few people that I really knew. Um, so uh, I don't know. There was probably about close to a hundred people there. I think. Um, it was crazy. People. It was crazy. It was fun. Um, it was well attended, and so I. Um, forced myself to mingle and get to know people that were sitting next, introduce myself. Um, there were a lot of young people there. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. All these young people, and I found out that a lot of the people um, had just come because they kind of followed this group. And they're kind of in these groups, so it's, you know, no head bashing or anything like that. It was just really, <laughs> uh, you know, songs about people's lives, yeah. things that we experience. A lot of love songs. It was a husband and wife, and they had kids. A lot of love songs. A lot of love songs. Yeah. A lot of love songs. <laughs> they even had a song about forgiveness, and uh, I really liked that song. But I was observing and just thinking about things, and I wanted, you know, I was just like really enjoying being with that age group. I mean, there were <laughs> some oldies there, you know, there. I don't mean music songs, but I mean some of us. But it was just so vibrant, and I was looking at people's lives, and there were children there, and they had one little girl. That this husband and wife, they had children, and their little girl was absolutely adorable. I restrained myself from just grabbing her and giving a big Jesus hug, but um, we did. I did get to whisper in her ear a couple of things, and her little eyes, her little blue eyes, were sparkling, and I just felt the love of God for that mm -hmm. family and their struggles that they've had in the past year, and so on and so forth, and how they how they made a way, That's right. how they made a way. So this was one of their first live appearances in, in many, many moons, okay? Almost two years, but year and a half. Almost, yeah, almost They said they years. did over 700 streams and... Over 700 streams, yeah. Because they couldn't travel. Because they couldn't, they couldn't travel, and yeah. that is their profession. So, you know, all those things were going on. I'm observing um, out of my element. You know, I really don't like stuff like that, really. In my soul, I really don't. You know, if I can go to a place and be incognito and go to a concert and I don't have to talk to anybody or something like that, do you know what I mean? Then, that, then that's great. It's like I can smile, nod my head. But in this situation, I had to interact with people. And Bridget was there with me, which was cool, and um, her and um, her little adorable daughter too. And so, while I was there, something happened. I'm just always talking to the Lord wherever I am. So, I was like, um, so during one of their songs, the wife. So we're in this barn, and and seats were kind of socially distanced in a way, in groups and things like that. It was open air. The doors were open. Lots of air flow. So it was not a, a scariant super spread, spreader. 
somebody told me that they call the new variant the scariant. Their church calls it the scariant, you know, and that we need to focus on God and healing and our protection Amen. and our immunity in Him. Amen. That's right. So, um, you know. The wife said, you know, after a few songs, she's like, you know, there's this big space up here. So, like, there was kind of, people were in the back, and then it kind of curved around here, and there was a large open space that went outside. And she says, you know, like, like this is our food. Like, it would be so cool if some of you guys that are way in the back would bring your, just bring your chairs up here and move up front. And uh, she was just, you know... And nobody moved. You know, she made the invitation. And so she's like, okay, well, you know, it would be really great. There's plenty of room here. You know, the kids can come up here and gather. If you want to sit on the floor, go ahead. Um, and still, no movement. And uh, so they sang another song, and then she made another plea. She says, well, you know, she wasn't going to leave it alone. She asked again. And I wasn't turning around to make the people feel any pressure. I didn't want to go like, what's wrong with you guys? Get up here, she's asking us to move. But I didn't do that, but I just observed. And so maybe after the second time, there was just you know, a dad and a couple of kids, and they kind of moved up and sat on the floor indiscreetly. You know. She sang another song, and then she went after it again the third time. And she said, come on up, you know, fill the spaces. Look, these guys came up, you know, bravery. And so finally, everybody started moving and moved up. And then, you know, the host had to make sure there was a pathway that everybody could get outside <laughs> so to leave a pathway. And as I was observing, I just thought of it like this. And I thought of it like this morning when we were in worship, in intimate worship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's hard for people to do. Um, they don't know what to say to the Lord or sing to the Lord. or And maybe some people just want to be quiet. And that's fine too. But I felt the Lord during our worship there in that intimate time after the songs were mm -hmm. over and we were making um, a love sound and we were making worship and adoration to God, and he kept inviting us. It was like, hey, come on up. Come on up here and come up here and come closer. Come up here and fill the spaces. And I could feel him calling us, and some of us were like, oh, I don't know. This is uncomfortable. This is weird. I, I don't know. I know those guys know how to do it, but I, I don't know. And then, you know, we sang a little more, and then I felt God say, come up a little closer. But by the end, so I'm just saying, just like in real life, sometimes we have to be asked by the Lord right. two or three times before we move. And we come and we dare to step out of our comfort zone. And we're those just like last night, those people were like, everybody's going to be looking at us now, you know? And, and they had to step out of their comfort zone, and they had to come closer. As somebody might hear me, you know, it was beautiful. So I just want to say to all of you here and whoever's watching today, if you came closer, and I loved what Lonnie was, when he was singing his song of the Spirit, he was saying, call my name. Mm -hmm. And I knew, so this was all going on in my 
in my heart, my spirit, while all that was going on. And God's calling you. He was calling you by name. He was calling you individually. Come closer. That's right. Come out of your comfort zone. Just come a little. You don't need to be at the back of the room. Come on. So keep that in mind as we continue to worship in the future because uh, Bob Sorge recently published his new book on worship, and you can probably order it online. I don't have it yet, but he had talked to me about it last year when he was here at the Feast of Tabernacles, and it's about the new wave of worship Mm -hmm. that is going to be arising in our midst, new waves of the glory of worship. And that worship isn't when we all sing a song that somebody already knows. It's worship that comes out of your spirit before the throne of God. And this is a new wave that's coming. So that's we were invited in this morning just for a taste. Spiritual songs. So I just wanted to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll talk about it more in the coming weeks so we get used to it. Because I don't want to miss out on anything God has. Do you? That's right. Do you? Nope. No. So, Pastor, come preach to us this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful morning, huh? That's okay. You've got it. Good morning. A little bit of a ring, Ben, but that's okay. Ben's our man, right? Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Perfect, perfect. Well, good morning. Kathy, uh, well, we, we kind of confer between the leadership who's going to bring the word. And so usually if there isn't a, a directive or a reaching out to Sean or Debbie or Steve Lamphere or whomever, um, it's usually between Kathy and I, we kind of go back and forth to see what the Lord's you know, speaking. And so the Lord had been stirring me. And so uh, Kathy had said something and I said, well, I just, I'm kind of stirred and I, I'd like to bring the word if I could. And so she said, okay, fine. Still a bit of a ring, but that's okay. And so we went to this event last night. We come back, and and I'm not sure if it was before or after. She said, uh, uh, do you have the word? And I said, well, I said, I have an outline. I have an idea. And I said, no, that must have been yesterday. Because then by time last night, because I said it'll change tonight, by the time I get up in the morning, it'll change again. <laughs> Althea, welcome back. Yay. Good to see you. Praise the Lord. So, I'm hoping that when you come in, you're listening to the thread of the word mm-hmm. through the songs, through the worship. Because, see, I usually don't come out till about 20 minutes to 10. <clears throat> And I try to, I listen to the songs that they're doing because I can harmonize or whatever, but I'm most of the time, there he is, listening to Kyle, listening to his spirit because he connects to these chords. And so I try to connect with what those chords are sounding like. So then if the Lord wants to put words to it as it begins to flow, then I'm just as surprised as anybody else is. (laughs) Okay. 
But listening to what Sean was saying and the whole setting that I want to just talk about, and Sean touched on it, getting closer, you can sense the atmosphere. And one of the words that he used is friends. And I want you just to ponder that as I begin to uh, talk about the things that um, are hopefully going to draw us closer together. Because this whole thread, Sean really started it. Jesus is saying in John, if you love me, I will empower you to obey my word. If you follow me, if you love me, and I will empower you in turn, I will release your destiny. I'm hearing all these different things that God has been speaking to us in preparation of what he continues to do to draw us closer together. And so then I heard, if you love me, being Jesus, I will empower you to be my friend. And then that opened up a whole aspect. And you can go, because we're going to stay in the book of John for a moment. Because we're going to go to uh, John 15, 15. And it's in red, so this is his words. No longer do I call you slaves. For the slaves do not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. A change in relationship. I keep... I keep trying to bring this to our daily experience so it doesn't become so spiritual that it's not effective or it's present day for you today. A change, calling you friend. I want you just to ponder for a minute during that time of worship and then right now. Have you heard him call you by name? Have you heard him call you by name? Just pause for a minute and close your eyes. If you can rehearse and go back just a little bit in the place of worship. And as it was with young Samuel, Samuel kept going to Eli. He says, are you calling my name? The first time he says, no, Samuel. The second time, again, no, Samuel. The third time, Eli knew. Go back, and when he calls your name, say, here I am, Lord. So now close your eyes. Listen for him to speak your name. Thank you, Lord. Because his word says that my sheep hear my voice. He knows you by name. He named you before you entered your mother's womb. Though there were people here on earth that were responsible for naming you. 
But what I began to realize is this whole setting, this closeness. I go back to our block party. Now listen to where there was a place in the relationship that Jesus had with the disciples. There's so much in this, and I'm not going to go to all of it, but I'm going to go to part of it. A little over three years, Jesus had spent time with the disciples, speaking to them about the kingdom, things that they really didn't have an understanding of. There became a change. I no longer call you slaves, but I call you friends. Now, if you will with me, and I hope that it's something that's just as real for you, the block party, I believe that was significant. When I told you last Sunday or whatever Sunday it was, that as we came together as the CCC committee, I asked the leadership to stay. And I tried to describe and invite the leadership into a place that for over two and a half years we have labored. Everyone in this house has labored. We have worked and worked and worked and worked. And we come to these events and they become another working outreach where the great commission that we know that we're responsible for somehow comes before relationship with one another. So I invited the leadership, I said, can we now just push back? We're going to fulfill what we need to fulfill. We're going to let the vendors fulfill what they need to fulfill. And if there's something that a sign is sideways, or if we don't have something on the menu, then we'll just say, well, we'll correct the sign. But next time we might have that on our menu. But if we could focus on loving each other, and encouraging each other because we have toiled for so long. Now it was a time to minister to each other. And if we could love one another, out of that would then minister to those that come to be a part of it. Which you just heard a little bit of Sean's testimony, and I'm hoping that there'll be other times and other opportunities for the supernatural workings of the love of God that took place in that. But what I want to focus on is there was a place of change with the disciples and they were no longer slaves. They were just following because they knew they had to follow. Out of their obedience and their love, they weren't just doing what was necessary because that was the thing to do. There was a change in their relationship. And I'm hoping that you recognize it because it's something that I really feel. It's again something that Sean affirmed this morning. I believe what the disciples experienced, I no longer call you slaves, but I call you friends. I believe as a house, as the praise chapel, this family, I believe there was a shift, there was a change. There was something of remarkable difference, even going to the food outreach. Some of the preparations, because uh, one of the grandmothers who had twins by her daughter in our child care center, which in turn 
over a period of a couple of years required the grandmother to adopt the grandchildren. It's a little bit of a ring, Ben. So there was a member of the family, I'm not sure who it was, but they were having their 60th anniversary. So they wanted to have a celebration over there. But what was so amazing is, is that this now grandmother, who pretty much headed this whole thing, Ben and I, we had set up tables for 80. And so Debbie had pretty much given the guidelines of how to work the kitchen and those type of things. Chris came over and fired up the uh, ovens and things like this. But there was something different even inside of the building. All of those that were working with this grandmother, there was a, a friendship that was there. There was a regard. And if any of you have ever been to a setting where there's a lot of people involved, and there's a lot of food involved, usually the uh, pickup is, is, let's just get this out of here and get out as fast as we can. After our thing last night, like I said, we went over. I went over because I wanted to make sure the gas was turned off. Everything was spotless. Cleaner than they found it. And so, don't get too serious on me, because you're all you're all looking all serious. Come on now, this this is a wonderful thing. If we are in a dispensation or dispensation, or if we're in a place and time that that which the disciples experienced, do you consider yourself a disciple? Are you a lover of God? Are you one who responds to His word? You hear Him call your name? then two, there are these areas in our life that we mature and our relationship gets closer and closer and closer. And I'll tell you, it's such an invitation. If you love me, says Jesus, I will empower you to be my friend. Come on. How many people have you had as friends and maybe they didn't call you friend? Huh, Ray? It's one thing to call Jesus your friend. It's a whole different experience when he identifies you and calls you in his relationship with you friend. Amen. That's right. That means Amen. that means you know him and he knows yes. you. Whole different change. Whole different dynamic, whole different empowerment, whole different destiny. What you got? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Here we go again. Come on, you got to listen to Val. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Samuel called his name three times. Who helped her up the hill? Three helped her up the hill. Come on. Come on, this is, you, you can't rehearse this. I didn't talk to Sean and say, this is what the word's going to be about. And I didn't call Debbie and say, this is what the word's going to be about, because I didn't know what it was going to be about. <laughs> All I knew is I had an outline. <laughs> That's the same with the food bank. Same. It's 100,000 pounds, 32,000 people a couple of years ago. So it's, it's all three, three, three. Come on. But what I want you to grasp this morning is, Come on. The Trinity, the Father, is preparing a place inside of you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what Tabernacles is all about. 
Jesus, Father, I have sanctified myself that they too might sanctify themselves. Don't take them out of this world, but keep them from the evil one. Paul says being clothed from heaven, not in heaven. Paul speaks about the perishable taking on the imperishable, the corruptible taking on the incorruptible. Come on. Jesus is preparing a place for the Father to dwell. But friendship, friendship, this is where we are right now. Because we're loving him more. And he's allowing us to be empowered to love one another and go out of this slave mentality of, well, it's just the right thing to do, or everybody's watching, i got to do the right thing, and or I better be there because somebody's going to say I didn't show up. Or I didn't do enough. Or it wasn't perfect. I love you, Father. I love you, Father. Just hang on, because I've got to get this, Deb, and then I'll let you add to it. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm watching this, so I don't know what this, I don't know where we're going yet. The friendship, I honestly believe, when he spoke that into the realm of the Spirit to his disciples, that you're no longer just a slave. You're not in this because you have to or you feel obligated or you don't understand it. Because at this moment in time, the Father now is going to speak to you personally and you're going to know what he's doing, where I'm going, though they didn't fully understand it. And I honestly believe that change allowed them to see his crucifixion, wait in the upper room. I believe that that change in relationship with Jesus the friendship that then became so real. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures that define friendship according to God, not in the friendships that we have had. Because these friendships, they fail. Just like our love fails. It takes us up to the point where, nah, I don't like her. Nah, I'm done with him. I used to love them. Pastor, you kept talking about love. Come on. Come on. And then there's finally that collision. It's like, Raka, I do not need you. I don't need this in my life. My life was great before you came to the church. You ever heard that before? Well, it's just not the same. Since that family came, it's just not the same. Friendship. See, I want us to be so aware. We're going to go to Psalms. No, we're going to go to Proverbs. Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. And we're going to verse 24. A man of too many friends can be pulled in many directions. 
But there is a friend, now listen to this, who sticks closer than a brother. That's Jesus. That's a true relationship as a friend. Let's go back to John. Fifteen, twelve. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Friendship. Kathy talked about some of the difficult places going to a large area. You don't know people, so you kind of put your shield around you, Right? Don't we do that with some of the people in the church? Some of the people that call us friend? This, this change right now. I want you to be observing when you're at the workplace. When you're doing things around, right in the bus, whatever it may be. If you now, in your relationship with Jesus, because you have to look at the disciples, they were scratching their head for at least three years, but even though this change that we called them friend, it drew them closer and closer and closer, I have to believe that they had a little bit closer understanding of what God was doing, what the Father was doing, that then began to change all the relationships everywhere they went, and I have to believe that the love for him empowered them to go into the places of adversity, difficulty, even persecution, even death. I want something to transform inside of us of a name change. Whenever there's a name change, there's a character change. You then take on the mind of Christ in areas where you didn't before, we didn't before. And I'm hoping that takes place this morning because how many of us have had failed friendships? Disastrous friendships, betrayal, come on, on and on and on and on and on. But Jesus is the true friend. That's why Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you, because I no longer call you slave, because you're now my friend, and you need to be the friend to those that are not friendly or not lovable, or you may have issue with or you don't like, or don't think the way you do, or live their lifestyle the way that you do. It's a whole shift, it's a whole different, it's a different dynamic. See, in worship, I could have just been there for hours. I could have cried, I could have sobbed, I could have been prostrate on the floor. When you touch him, hear his voice, call your name, all of those settings. I'm hoping that every one of you had the opportunity to hear him call your name this morning. And if for any reason, I don't believe anybody did not, but if anybody wants to hear that voice stronger, just put some quiet worship on without words. Just quiet worship. And then just sit there 
and say, Father, your word says that your sheep know your voice. And I'll know the voice of no other. Here I am. I'm a young Samuel. If it takes three times, then let it be three times. But I am going to say, here I am. Here I am, Lord. This is a huge transition for his church, for his people, because you are the church, it's not this building. And the thing that the thing that's important when you see change I'm thinking about those disciples for three years everything was kind of Okay, they were excited about the big crowds. I'm sure they liked the attention. You know, yeah, I know the rabbi. Yeah, I know. yeah I'll walk with him. Yeah. Surely changed a few months later. But for that first three years, oh yeah, I know him. We hang out together. Oh yeah, he does miracles all the time. I didn't do. I didn't have the time to research the timetable of John, the scriptures, when he spoke this. Sometimes I can trace back, was it three months before his crucifixion? Was it two months? I didn't have time to do that. But I have to believe because, number one, the Lord's showing us the events that transpired following us, because he talked about dying on a cross. So it had to be a pretty close time frame to the cross. And knowing that they had that three years of things were pretty good. They didn't have a full understanding. He threw a couple of shots in there. You know, I'm not always going to be with you. What does he mean he's not going to be with you? Okay. You know, I'm going to be in a tomb for three days. I'm going to rise on the third day. What? I'm not sure what's... What's he talking about, Sean? Now, please stay with me on this, because it's, it's, this is the only way I know how to describe it. Because there was a mark in this time, if you, if you just read John 15. Following that, things accelerated. Not just in their life, but in the world. I'm just going to let the weight of that. I have so much to tell you, but now's not the time. But you got to listen. Look at the scriptures. If we are now having a name change, if we're no longer slaves, just along because we need to be along, or I feel like I'm condemned, so I feel better when I go to church. No, he's no longer having that relationship with you. Or you wouldn't be here. He's now calling you friend, Althea. A friend closer than a brother. 
And so I have to believe that if we now, as a family, as this house has experienced a crossing over or an entering into, then I just want to encourage you. Look at the scriptures. Make it really easy for you. Don't go into Revelations. (laughs) Don't go there for now. But let's just take the experience of the disciples. If this is anything that the Lord, if it's real inside of you and it ministers to you and you acknowledge it by the Holy Spirit, then just read John 15 up to the cross. Their world and the world changed. And if we're experiencing a name change, a relationship change, no longer slaves, no longer just doing church, no longer just coming on Sunday morning, no longer just praying because you have to, If truly now that we are as close to him, closer than a brother, that means your world, my world, and this world, it's already changing, but it's about to be revealed in a way that even a movie couldn't equal it. So, enough seriousness. Kuna Matata. <laughs> I don't know how else this, there's things been in my heart for a couple of years. You know, we started out almost three years ago as in the days of Noah were, and I had just so much to say, but now's not the time. There'll be a time for all of it. But what's so important, and thank you, Sean, for being so sensitive. If you love me, I'll empower you to fulfill your destiny. That's how it started. We need to value the leadership here because we don't just, you know, uh, Sean, bring, bring a word on love. You know, and uh, Debbie, you bring a love on uh, correction. And, you know. oh, Steve, bring, bring a couple of jokes, you know. Those come with the words, so you just get the jokes no matter what, I, you know. Because I can't tell jokes. I'm terrible at jokes. I can't remember. What's your name again? Sean. Okay. I can't remember jokes at all. But if you, uh, let's see, what did, oh, wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wish I could help you with my thinking, but what I was thinking is, is I was going to have you mark on your calendar today, and I'm going through the Rolodex. This is 8 1. 8 is what? New beginnings. New beginnings. Come on. Come on. If you have to write it, if you're legalistic and you don't want to write on your Bible, uh, chapter 15 of John, then just put a note in there. Just put today's date, 8 
1, 2021. 2021. Add those up as what? Five. What's five? Grace. Grace. New beginnings. The first day. What was the word a few weeks ago? Grace. Grace. Can't make this up. No. This is real. And you're part of the story. That's why it's so real. Okay, I got to stop. So, Father, I just ask, not number one, I thank you. Thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you for making a way. Because without you as a friend, this is, this is all for nothing. This is all impossible. So, Father, just let this be experienced, demonstrated in each and one of our lives this morning as we hear your word. We are no longer slaves. Jesus, we are your friend because you call us friend, not because I have called you friend. You have called us friends. And just like Jonathan and David, They were friends, but closer than a brother. Lord, let us experience that as this household, as this family. We love you, Father. We will be the students of your word, and we will watch. We will read John 15 all the way through. We'll follow, follow your word. Because we love you and you empower us and you empower us to obey your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Didn't want to get too didn't want to get too serious or solemn on you. But uh, this is a pivotal time. This is really really oh I guess blessings everyone. For those of you that have been watching this morning, we bless you. Uh, please listen to the Holy Spirit during these days ahead. Draw close and remember you're no longer sleeping.